Hi there, welcome to Talk Canicross. I'm Janetta George. And I'm Gail Walker. We're here today to talk all things Canicross, the fun way to get fit with your dog. So each month we'll be joined by a special guest or two. We're here from professionals, regular Canicrossers, and also dog and human experts in their field. It will be real people and real stories. So we hope you'll join us, whether it's for training tips, dog talk, or just for fun and encouragement. This is Talk Canicross, brought to you by DogFit. And don't forget to hit subscribe and keep in touch with all things Canicross. Hello. So Jeanetta and I have been meaning to invite today's guest, Hannah Robinson, onto our podcast for quite some time now. So between you and me, Hannah is my hero. Um, not only did she first, <laughs> not only did she first introduce me to Canicross, I won't say how many years ago now, but it was a long time. But she has recently, more recently, helped me overcome some anxiety in the water because I've got into triathlons the last three years. So Hannah has been a lifesaver in, in many ways for me. But yeah, Hannah's also a huge, huge dog lover with a big, big heart. And so much so, she's actually adopted two tripod Vigila girls, Nula and Maple, from the wonderful charity Vigila Mentors. And in fact, Hannah did drive all the way to Hungary, well, I think it was last year, to meet Maple and bring her home to, back to the UK. And we're going to hear all about both her girls in, in a moment. But for anyone who hasn't come across the term tripod, it basically refers to a dog that has three legs. Honestly, it doesn't stop them for canny crossing, which is part of the reason why we've got Hannah um, with us today. And we're going to talk some more about that. But First of all, it's absolutely wonderful to have you with us today, Hannah, and, and so nice to see you. Thank you so much for giving up your time um, for us and to talk to everybody about your lovely girls. You, thank you for inviting me. I feel very honoured and a bit kind of, oh, I didn't want to do with all those nice things you just said. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, it'll be absolutely fine. And we're really pleased to have you on this episode and to find out more about your dogs um, and canny crossing. Obviously, I've known you for a number of years as well. Um, but for the people listening, tell us a bit more about yourself and what dogs you have at the moment. About myself? Hmm. Uh, I'll tell you about the dogs first because that's easier. <laughs> I have three Hungarian Vizslers, all girls, all from Vizslamentes. My eldest is nearly 12 years old and I and her name is Alba. And then I have Nula, who is four, and Maple, who is one. I did have a lovely, lovely older Vizsla who I got from a puppy. She was kind of like my queen and she unfortunately died last year. We were absolutely heartbroken, but she was very fundamental in when I brought home rescue dogs in kind of welcoming, welcoming them into the house, you know, open paws. So she was a really, really key part of our family as well. Um, but those are my dogs. My dogs are a massive, huge, if not most of my life. I do have children as well <laughs> but more pictures of my dogs on my phone <laughs> a bit like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely um, and when did you first get into canny cross so oh my goodness this goes way back to probably 2010 2011 long long time ago uh, yeah so quite a few years now and um, did you just find out about it well or maybe online obviously we weren't as online as we are today but well, did you see people running? How was what? What was that very first run? How did you discover um, that? Yeah, yeah. I turned up at a race called Brutal Brutal Ten. Still yep. a very popular race organizer who used to do run Cali Crosses. Sometimes still do. And I was getting in the car. I just pulled into the car park. And I was getting ready, and I saw this lady in the back of the car getting this beautiful dog out of the back of the car, and she had this long kind of Lara Croft plait, and she kind of hooked this dog on and off she went and I was like what is she doing like what is this 
<laughs> I kind of stalked her a little bit up to the start line and off she raced and I didn't see her until after the run and that lovely lady later became my friend her name is Claire and she taught me everything she just basically went I went what is this how can I do it and she went right you're going to meet me here we're going to do this and then we're going to eat chips and I was like great let's do it yeah eat chips as well <laughs> We've got a lot to thank Claire for, actually, haven't we? Because I know she set up the local group to me um, initially, and that's how I sort of once I discovered Canny Cross to try to sign, try and some, you know, find some people to run with. But I mean, I remember you saying about your first run. Um, it's you know, it's always like uh, passes down the line, doesn't it? Because I remember I was out, I'd, I'd seen somebody racing in a local race, a bit like you, is a lady with two huskies and she'd gone and I remember asking her what it was. She said, it's called Canny Cross. They said, you can find stuff online and it was quite difficult back then. There wasn't really much information and I left, parked it for a while and then I remember I was in, on, on a going for a walk and I was in the car park, our local woods, and I saw this group of people with loads of dogs, mostly vigilers, because I mean, I didn't realise at the time it was because you were doing a training run for a race that was coming up in two weeks' time. So I'll come on to that as well. And... I was with my husband and a couple of our dogs and I remember I went over to the nearest person to ask and that was Tanya and Paul and they had their beautiful, their gorgeous dog Hank and Tanya just said to me, oh my God, this is our first run, go and ask her, pointed to you. So I went running over and said, oh, I've seen this before, I really want to do it and it's going to be great. And I remember you said, come along next week, we're going to be doing another training session, bring bring one of your dogs and we'll loan you some kit. So I brought Red, our Ridgeback Doby Cross, which now I laugh at because actually... <laughs> She's probably the uh, when I ran her and it was amazing, right? So I had a brilliant run with her, and um, I remember that feeling of just running with a group of dogs. I felt like I was one of the dogs running in a pack. I can't. It's really hard to describe that feeling unless you've done it. I came home that after the run and said to my husband, "Oh my god, I'm going online. I'm ordering some kit, and it's absolutely amazing." And Red's my dog. I'm going to run with her anyway. Red is like. She used to, she's old, she's 13 and blind now, but she, in her prime, pulled like a train. And in the end, I ended up asking my husband to run with her and I took one of her staffies because she was just so strong. But what the best bit is, after that training run, I got the kit and the next weekend, I did the race with you guys. I entered the, so my second ever Canny Cross run was a 10K race with red of all dogs. Yeah. And, and I loved it and I haven't looked back since. So that's why I said at the intro that you're my hero because you really introduced me to it and it's been the best thing I ever did. So I want to thank you for that. While we're you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it, like when we were starting it, there was probably about, you know, when you came into it, when I came into it and Claire was doing it, there was probably about mm -hmm. six people on the start line and there used to be big crowds of people looking at us kind of going like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> and we yeah. were like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's it's so nice to because that you know the Canny Cross community is really generous and mm -hmm. you know part of the ethos behind Dogfit and why Gail and I set it up was to encourage people and give them confidence to do it because you've just got to have somebody saying you can do it this is the way to go and it just opens up a whole world that we never look back from so yeah, yeah. you're obviously one of the pioneers in the Surrey area <laughs> oh god no no I was just kind of one of the joiners on very much <laughs> <laughs> But that, that race, there was that, the, the training run and the actual race was to raise money for Vigilant Mentis, wasn't it? It was, the yeah. Vigilants, yeah. Yeah, hence yeah. all the orange. I think we were all yes. decked out in orange. There was an, another incredible runner who used to run with her beautiful Viz, uh, Gemma. She used to run with Chester 
and there's another guy called Mike Hurst who runs yes. the lovely, who used mm. to run with the lovely Rufus, and neither of those beautiful dogs are with us anymore. But I mean, again, like yourself, incredible runners, fantastic. I mean, the Vizzlers, the ginger dogs were really just in mass that day. It was fantastic. Yeah. We raised yeah. a lot of money. Which is um, the main thing, yeah. And those brutals, you mentioned the brutal races, I've done quite a few of those in my time, and, and they were sometimes a bit crazy, like the start line with 50 dogs and people. It was just... Uh, yeah I mean it was a spectacle it was a spectacle and also as you know it's not just about running it's about crossing canals and and Mm. sometimes and going through bogs and I mean there's an immense amount of pictures of me carrying my dog or my dog going like what the hell (laughs) yeah what are you doing to me (laughs) what is this Um, but yeah it's just great it's a it's just a brilliant brilliant thing I mean we talked about vigilantes and rescue dogs yeah so I just want to sort of touch upon that because I've always had rescue dogs and I don't know about you, but they, they've done as much for me as I've hopefully done for them in terms of just what they've given back. And Canny Cross, I think cemented that in a, in a way, because again, it's really hard to explain to people unless you're already Canny Cross, but that it really helped build that bond a lot quicker and a lot. um, I don't know. It was just running with, when I ran with first after red, I was running with Sydney who loaned out to so many people um, including the brutal race director once, Dave, he borrowed him, and then Winston um, more recently. But I've found it's been not just a great way to bond, but for a dog that can't be let off the lead, might be a bit reactive or you, it hasn't got confidence, it's been a wonderful way to socialise them and still exercise them, burn off that excess energy and see them having such a great time. But I think it's a wonderful sport for all dogs, you know, and rescue people who have got rescue dogs, I don't I think it's just really important to get across just how important canicus is and it's worth don't be put off basically not to go and run a lot because my when Winston who was reactive he could run alongside other dogs in his canicus harness and just not and be absolutely fine with them um so did you find the same thing with your girls basically absolutely so my first two girls uh, I think I remember my first ever race with them with Roma actually my older girl and we kind of start, we were at Hankey Common, which is one of my favourite places to go. Mm. And the gun went and we were like, we have got no idea what we are doing, but we're going to go for it anyway. And the gun went and we kind of went off and she was like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and she remains that canny cross dog for me. She mm. remained that girl by my side rather than out in front, or she would always have to have cuddles beforehand and, you know. Mm. And I remember us kind of doing really well at the end. Somehow we just kind of went, oh, okay, we're doing something now. And it was great. But I think just giving them that, you said about the bonding, you said about, you know, dogs that are reactive. Alba, who, because I ended up racing both my girls together. So when we got Alba from Vigilantes, they used to race together, which sounds nutty, but it worked. And Alba's quite reactive and very, very worried about other dogs. But when she's working, when she's running in a pack, when she's running with dogs that she knew, you know, they're focused. They're running, they're they're working, they're listening to you sometimes, maybe not downhill. <laughs> you know, it just gives them this focus. It makes them tired and not just because of the physical exercise, more about them thinking because you're going left, right. You're telling them steady, slow, speed up. Dear God, stop, you know, whatever you're shouting, that dog is really, really processing what you're asking of them and and what they're asking of you because, you know, they'll flick an ear and switch a tail when you're like, something's going on up here, you know, so that bond becomes completely unspoken. It's just yeah, yeah brilliant. 
Brilliant. Uh, it, it is amazing. We've seen some real transformational things with people with reactive dogs that suddenly can do participate in something. And the, it is that partnership and that bond that you just like no other feeling for it, um, which is amazing. But let's talk a little bit more about Nula, your your beautiful girl, Nula. And what's her story and how does she adapt to life with you and your family? How's, how, how did that all work through? So Nula is my middle girl. She's, she's my four-year-old and she came over through Vigilamentes Transport. So we met her at um, our local service station um, and passports and things. And we were like, hi. Um, She was very and still is the most intelligent, full of energy, switched on dog I think I've ever, ever met. I knew straight away I had never had a three-legged dog before. I'd done tons of research. I'd phoned my vet. I'd phoned my local. Um, that was such a big step for you to, I mean, if you've never had one before, then because obviously she was tripod before she came across. Yeah. How, do you know how she ended up like that? Was, was she in an accident or? So both of my girls were both born like that. Oh, okay. So yeah. they so walked on three legs. Yeah. She only ever. Know and, any different. And, yeah. Now this is this is one thing I get quite a lot actually that they they never know any different and you're right they don't, but they are never not without their challenges. They mm. absolutely have challenges and pain and tightness mm. associated when they're growing. Mm. So there's a lot of challenges that they still have, mm. even though they've been born that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Nula has you know we have to be very careful with the strength in sort of like what we affectionately call her nubbin. So where she has part of the leg yeah. you know we're monitoring pain because obviously dogs communicate that in a completely different way yes. to us going oh man you know my shoulder hurts a little bit today mm. or my leg hurts and I really do think canny cross has really helped me with that because you know when your dog is in pain you yeah. know when your dog is tired you know when your dog's like hyper you you know these things those tiny little subtle kind of things yeah. Um, but yes, we went to pick her up. She adapted beautifully into the house almost straight away alongside my other two girls. Alba's wasn't a fan initially. <laughs> Alba takes a long time to warm up to everyone. Um, but yeah, she, she was just fantastic straight away. But we knew we had to be creative. We knew that we would have to think about how we were going to exercise her, how we were going to work on her strength what diet we were going to give her, whether we were going to yeah. do something, all those kinds of things. And is it, it's her front leg, is it? It's, it's her front leg. Yeah. The front leg. Yeah, so dogs are 60-40, obviously. So obviously it's better to have a leg missing at the back than it is at the front. So yeah. again, to be a little bit more mindful. Um, but Vision Mentes are such an incredible organisation and they were really supportive of me. And I went, look, you know, this is, I've not had a three-legged dog before. Mm. I'm going to go off and do my research. And then, yeah. She I couldn't imagine our lives without her. Couldn't imagine my life without any of them. I was going to say oh. she, because Maple as well is tripod, isn't she? And she's the the the, um, the one that you drove to Hungary to go and collect. Yes. So she so, she probably thinks she's been kidnapped. We think <laughs> <laughs> that we just drove there and took her in the night. Um, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful yeah. foster. Mm. And that that's another thing to say. Vigilamentes has incredible fosters within their organisation mm. who, without them you know it just just wouldn't work um and maple came from a lovely woman called joffy who is just an incredible foster and yeah so we drove to get her and she is also has been born without the front limb but it's the opposite leg so okay. yeah you possibly tie them together and make them do a race and i'm sure they'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
hopeless. They smell each other. They need <laughs> time like that oh, in the garden. Oh. But they know. How did, how did Nula take to her then, little maple, when she turned up? Just love at first sight. They are thick as thieves when they go out. In fact, when I was joking about the sort of like the... Yeah. Because when they're running at you together, they look like they're kind of one of the same... Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they use each other. And I think those people that have run with their dogs as a two, as a pair, yeah. will know this on long distance. You'll see them leaning to each other, right. yeah. direct or to rest wow. or to do all kinds of things like that. So it's great, yeah. Yeah. So how did, how did you first introduce them to Canicross? So Maple's too little. She's not she's not doing Canicross at the moment. But yeah. Yeah. obviously she came along when I still had both my older girls and they were still running at that point. In fact, they, they ran way into their old age. And every time I would go out with them and the harnesses would come out, Nula would be in the harness and get really excited. And there would be this heartbreaking moment where we would <laughs> And it would be horrendous. Every time I'd be like, oh, my God, I just can't do this. So on one of the runs, and before this, this is very important to know, I went to my vet, who is an incredible guy, and I just said, look, you know, because for him, this was new. In fact, a lot of the healthcare professionals that have come into conjunction with with my dogs, it's like, okay, we haven't seen this before, you know. Um, So I sort sort of like said, what if I started doing a little bit of running with her? You know, what do you think? And he was just like, go for it you know she's a good weight she's healthy let's just go and see how she and build up very slowly like you would do and watch and listen to her and yeah well first race we took her out sorry first run we took her out on didn't take her in harness but she just was over the moon over the moon (laughs) her directions were just she was working she was running with her sisters she was just so she took to it like a duck to water, literally. Oh. And when, when, and in turn, you said about running her initially off harness. So when you run her in harness, what yeah. do you have a? Do you use a standard canicross harness, or have you got one that's adapted for her? So we ran her at the at the race, obviously, where I saw you actually. Yeah. So you her in a non-stop harness, mm-hmm. um, what her sisters are in, and it it does. It, it obviously, as you know, with being harnessed, people yourself, you'll know about it being really important to support the dog's frame. Mm. One issue we do come up with, and we have kind of had to look at adapting our harness specifically for her, is that the nubbin comes yeah. quite easily. And yeah. we find that in other dogs that have had legs amputated for whatever reason, that, that can be quite a battle getting something. Right. So it does have to be sort of like very supportive but yeah. also depend on, on how that dog's running, what their biomechanics is like, that kind of thing. Yeah, and she's better in a longer harness rather than a shorter harness. I guess it's got that support, isn't it? Yeah, very much so, because it kind of supports the spine as well. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing seeing you guys running. Because you went from a distance, she looks runs like any other dog, and then suddenly approaching, and yeah, absolutely I mean, amazing. Yeah, it was that was an, an amazing day. We could not have predicted. We had worked, we had trained for that for a year. Oh. We'd gone to the vet, we'd said, right, we're thinking about doing a race. We're yeah. happy to get the first hundred meters, you know, and he was fantastic. You know, we we're very on her diet and supplements anyway. She swims, she paddle boards, she's a bit of a kind of a bit of a jack of all trades. She does all kinds of things. So we knew that she had the strength. 
built her up very very slowly we took her on a park run and yeah that day we were like you know what if we get halfway you're like even that if we get around the corner brilliant and the moment she was there she was just so full of it and you know she just flew it was marvelous it was yeah I was gonna say what what was she like at the start line because I mean she's just confused (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of people here there's a ton of of they had us waiting for quite a while if you remember Mm. which was great because they set you off in a real... Yeah, they set in the end stages, which was good, but yeah. Um, but yeah, she was real confused and then we kind of hopped over and then that's when I became really confused because suddenly my three-legged dog became this absolute ginger rocket and we were flying. Oh, amazing. And, you know, I've never had dogs that have pulled before. She is different. She is... <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it was mm. joyous, absolutely joyous. I cried all the way around, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I do remember getting that little video clip of you coming into the end, and it was so lovely to see because you both looked so happy. It was oh, just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, and just letting her, letting her do what she wanted to yeah. do. She's always shown interest, and that's the key for me. Yeah. Shown interest in what she's doing. Oh, I want to do this, rather than me going, all right, we're going to go run with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Janetta. I was going to say she's obviously got a good personality, though. That she's quite in, you know, she's quite confident because and trusting of you. You've obviously built that bond, and um, since you've had her, and it's interesting to note actually, she has really, really horrendous allergies. Horrendous allergies. Like she's allergic to life in general. Um, She goes actually got like allergic to nine types of trees and all. But actually. The, the running really helps keep her mind focused because it gives her quite a bit of anxiety. So actually, again, this was something that we were really mindful of when we started running, how that was going to transfer. And actually, the moment we were running, like a lot of reactive dogs, like we've spoken about, she was on point. She was like, this is what we're doing. We're going this way. I see a few other people are doing this. So we're all good. Yeah, it's given them a job to do, isn't it? That's that's what they you can just see that that's that's what they're born to do. And have you got other events planned then? Are you going to do another one with her? So we hope so. The one that we did, with, which you were out, I thought was yeah. absolutely lovely. So nice, kind of busy but low key, very relaxed, very supportive. Oh. Annie Cross, and that's what you want. You want somewhere that is going to be respectful, like as in respecting the dogs and the people there together because not everybody likes dogs. Um, I find that an alien concept, but, you know, it was really lovely. So there was human runners there. There was dog runners there. It was, yeah, it was just great. So low-key stuff, possibly towards the end of the year. Um, At the moment, we do a load of swimming and in the summer, lots of paddleboarding because that's just great for her core. So, yeah, so we have got some more stuff planned, but that obviously, as you know, that tends to be more towards the winter time when it's a lot because a tripod dog overheats a lot quicker because obviously they're putting a lot more energy so that's something we have to be mindful of then we're more winter runners than we are the summer runners i see i thought about that actually because when you did the race did it does it take longer then to recover and do you have to like you say you give her supplements and does she need to have a massage and you know, oh, you know. she gets it all. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, far <laughs> time at my house. We have like the shower going, and you know, <laughs> rest days are actually having a having a tripod dog, having any dog actually, mm. rest days are important. Mm. Knowing you know what your dog's done and watching them and how they recovered, and this was why it took so long for us to do it because it was right for us to monitor her, how she was enjoying it 
whether she was recovering from it because we would have never taken her into a race if we didn't think she was fit enough. And she had like a little two week MOT before we went into the race, and the vet was so excited. It was really oh, nice. Oh, so nice, so nice to hear. So does, does she eat? Does she eat more then? Because she's using more energy. So, so, so yeah, not, not so much about eating more, but eating the right stuff. Right. So lots of fish oils, lots of things that really support joint health are absolutely key for her. Yeah. Um, making sure that she's not heavy. So weight is a real massive thing for tripods. Mm-hmm. You need you actually need to keep them on the leaner side. Yeah. Um, so she kind of looked when we were running she looked quite ribby that day but actually that was her optimum weight okay. um, so she eats tons but not stuff that would really bulk her out or put on weight because that's mm-hmm. obviously going to put more pressure on yeah. the leg and she had like the most marvel kind of fierce paw you know this tripod paw that kind of moves over to the middle of the central compartment like central, yeah. part, central compartment central part of their body uh- yeah. Them. so yeah amazing oh. what they can do amazing so have you got plans for maple then to get into canny cross you must have you can run with both of them together oh God, can you imagine no they'd be do you know what running my older two girls they were just they loved each other they were really supportive of each other running these two together would be like running the two naughtiest <laughs> they I mean, would be like a rocket you'll be like a rocket won't you I mean, it's interesting what you said earlier that your other two dogs didn't pull because it isn't really always breed specific. I mean, obviously the hounds, that family, you know, the HPR breeds, they normally are natural pullers and they're endurance dogs. But you can just get dogs that will be absolute pullers and dogs that I've got one of each. I've got one that pulls and one that is quite happily to run by my side. And she's had all the training in the world. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what your your new one, whether or not she'll be a puller as well. Then. And we'll see, you know, I mean, at the moment, she's still very little. She's just turned a year and she is very, very different to Nula in that she it sounds so bizarre. But she does what we call meerkat, so she will actually go back up onto her hind legs and stand. Yeah, and stand like a little human. It's quite a bit like. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sometimes, like today, she did a couple of hops like that. Oh my gosh! I really want to see that. Oh. <laughs> I'll try and send you a video. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, is this going to be permanent? Are we going to be like? Taken on a human form. So yeah. you've got them down there somewhere then, because you keep looking down. I take it they're at your feet, are they? I've got Maple at my feet at the moment. Yeah. She's fast asleep. She's fast asleep. She's yeah. the one that we kidnapped from, from Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> we drove all the way. Bless yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, when you said earlier about running the two of them is like, oh my God, what a daunting prospect. I also remember <laughs> many years oh. ago, this prompted us to do the video of running downhill. And I always remember we went out for a run and you had... I don't know if you're running with both your girls. Probably, I think you were. Cause you used to always run the two together, and you had the old windmill arms. Do you remember going running downhill and you were like this? And I, and I always remember we did we did this video on on how not to run downhill, and that was where I got the inspiration. I said you've got the or different ways to run he- downhill, I should say, and the windmill arms was one of them, and that's where I got that from. <laughs> but you, but you did, did train your two to run run well by your side, didn't you? Indeed. Yeah, it took me it took me about a year. This is the thing that people that don't do canny cross don't understand. They'll kind of go, "Oh, look, it's lovely that you're running with your dog," but actually, what what they don't see, and as as anyone that runs with their dog knows, it is so 
bonding. Yeah. It is something that you go out and you work on your left and your rights and squirrels and, you know, all those <laughs> weird moments where you just suddenly are going one way, one minute and one way the other. Yeah. And and actually, it takes time. It takes trust. It mm. takes them going at their own pace and enjoying what they're doing. And then when it comes together, oh, my Lord. So yeah. running downhill, I love to run in Wales. That's like my place. And, you know, we are going up and down mountains and giant hills and, you know, cliff edges in some cases. I mean, Alba did nearly take me off one once. But, you know, you have to have that that bond mm. and that trust between you. Yeah, and, and was that process when you, so I'm sure people listening to this, is probably, they're probably going, how did you do that? Because I know it was this miraculous change just from windmilling down the hills to actually having the two of them running beside you. So what steps did you take to, to so, train oh, Again, Hankley Common, out towards Tilford area is like my, my place. Um, and I used to go up really big sandy hills, which is great, right? Because if you're going to fall over, which is generally you, the dogs are like, what are you doing down there? <laughs> it's fine because you're on sand. So I would train on sand hills and we would practice running up and down and up and down. And yeah. we'd sit at the top and have a sandwich afterwards and, you know, just enjoy our day. But that was it. It was kind of just... With, with a command of like with me because that's what I, I do with mine it's like I would set that's their word they know that they're not yeah. pulling yeah so everybody's got different words as you know um yeah. I, I keep a few Hungarian words in my back pocket specifically for Alba who genuinely did continue to want to speak Hungarian for a little while in <laughs> this maple and obviously you have your set words um and sometimes those set words become other words that we probably won't say on the podcast <laughs> because you know you you suddenly find yourself careering down that million months now. it's so much fun yeah. it's so much fun and yeah. and as Gail will know and as you will know I've, I've not only run with my dogs I've run with other people's dogs and I've been lucky enough to run with a Doberman a giant Doberman the size of my desk lovely twist and a beautiful Bracco Italiano called mm. Rocco who was Oh, yes. incredible! And he was like being pulled by a train. I screamed, and and Gail will know this video because it has been circulated many times. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> he did not know steady. He did not know downhill very slowly. He knew that his dad, who normally ran him, won all races, so he needed to be at the front. And I did not know this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fast day. Oh, it was a very very fast day. It took me a long time to recover. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and I know you love that dog because they're a beautiful breed, aren't they? I just yeah. love dogs, just in general, any dogs. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, it's like uh, my a friend Julia. I remember loaning out Red to her, and um, she I remember the start of a brutal race. We've got a video clip. She's never run so fast in her life. It was like zero to sixty in about five seconds, and we're at the rest of the the group. We're the the mass start. We're all already about ten meters behind her, and it, um hysterical because I, I actually said I'm not running with her <laughs> she said I'll take her on but um you've got to have the legs for it and the knees I think because it's fine if you know if you've got good knees you can just hurtle down even downhill the dog pulling but if you haven't like me it's really important to teach your dog some commands definitely absolutely and and that command teaching as well really helps with them working 
Mm. So it will it's not just about that physical activity it's about working their brain and they love that you know that left that right where are we going we do when we're training we don't always take the same route sometimes if we're doing a particular type of training run but we don't always take the same route because mm. a dog wants you know yeah. wants that variety and and for me I think like hands down quality of life is absolutely the top priority for any any dog that I am lucky enough to have in my life that they're enjoying what they're doing and that they are living the best life they possibly can and if they enjoy Cross, brilliant you know that's fantastic and I've been you know blessed to have dogs that really love being active I've got business for goodness sake I mean they're like springs <laughs> but, you know it, that's not to say that if your dog can't you know doesn't want to run in harness that they can't free run with you that they can't you know go out on on hikes with you if they're slower paced or you know Mm -hmm. they're not interested in running you know it's it's about the quality of the dog's life and that they're enjoying what they're doing yeah yeah yeah. I mean we've like Janetta mentioned earlier in terms of how we promote the sport as well we we say it's for anybody can do it even if you're canny trekking your hands-free you know hands-free walking whether you want to run a marathon it's about being out with your dog and bonding and you know spending that time together and that's the one most wonderful thing about canny cross there's something for everyone isn't there there really is it doesn't have to be you don't have to be the fastest runner you don't have to be the best runner walk you can free run you can weighted walk you know I know people that are you know doing weighted heights with their dogs it's just joyous it's a joyous activity that you can do with like your bestie yeah totally yeah Yeah. I need 10 dogs I can't (laughs) I'm gonna have like loads and loads of just on the hill when you move to Wales there you go you can start you mentioned earlier about Nula's very active, does other sports, because you're a swim coach, aren't you? One of many, many things that you do, <laughs> many skills. Um, I, goes, I guess it goes without saying that she was going to, you know, be a good swimmer if she's got a mum as a swim coach, you know, <laughs> but it's also good for her. <laughs> yeah, this is something that we were really, we were straight into, actually. And I had contacted a local organisation called Greyfriars in Guildford yeah. way before we even went and picked Nula. Oh, where before we got Nula. Yeah. And because it was really important for me to understand what we could do for her, being that she was so little, she was 15 weeks when we got her. Oh, and yeah. we wanted to be on it. So we saw a physiotherapist almost immediately. Uh, we saw the vet, obviously, immediately, and we got her into swimming. And I met some amazing people there. And a lady called Bex took Nula under her wing and she had weekly swimming lessons for quite a proportion of time. And now she is an incredible swimmer. She knows how. Yeah stabilize in the water and it really helps with rehab and recovery if we can't run so and have you been swimming with her have you have you yeah i love it i know that's such a nice thing to do although having, having done a brutal coco's a good swimmer but suddenly she was not a good swimmer because she couldn't work out why i was in the water with her <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> what's going on yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in this lake <laughs> so but it was good fun i mean you've been amazing hannah and i think for people listening that maybe you've considering a tricord dog hopefully this will encourage them whether or not they can cross or not but you know the amount of background work and and you know the rehab was work that you've done and the physiotherapy and everything and the swimming has been absolutely amazing and she leads a regular life and uh yeah that's it quality of life all the way it's about the dog enjoying what they're doing and having the best life possible so and that's no different to any other dogs you know 
That's amazing. And just to finish up, because obviously we could talk all day, but for anyone that has got a tripod dog that maybe has been thinking about canny cross, but thinking absolutely it's, it's not something you can do, what, what would you say to them? I would say to them, don't rule it out. If your dog is showing interest, get in touch with people, do your research, get in touch with yourselves. Absolutely, if anyone wants to speak to me with regards to this. Oh, thank you. Sure to hand out my details. I will be happy to talk to anyone who's having a little bit because actually one of the issues that I had at the beginning was she's showing interest, but is it the right thing? Is it the right thing to run with a three-legged dog? Is that being cruel? Is that wrong? So this for me, because we really do live with a lot of people's opinions when they see us out. So oh. I was really kind of really mindful. Uh. And actually, that's when it came down to she's enjoying what she's doing. She's safe to do it. She's absolutely living her best life. So don't rule it out. If your dog's showing interest, do your research. Find your people, people that are going to be supportive. I had a wonderful woman who I met who did have a tripod Vizsla, an older one. And she just said, I let him do whatever made him happy. And he had Mm. a marvellous life. And I have literally, and I will continue to live by that mantra. It's about their quality of life. Enjoy what they're doing. Don't rule it out. Yeah, that's amazing advice. And as you said, you you know, you consulted your vet. He was super supportive and you've taken things slowly. So, oh, it's such a heartwarming story to hear. And obviously we can't wait to see the the little one as well coming through. So we'll we'll put some pictures up and, and stuff as well. So And I want to see her hopping as well, doing the tigger. Oh well, yeah, I'll send you a picture. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just expecting her one day to just start walking on her back feet. And there is a dog like that, isn't there? That just walks on his back. Yeah. Feet. yeah. So I think we'll save that for the outtakes then. Yeah. A, little, <laughs> a little montage. <laughs> oh, but honest, honestly, it's been lovely to have you, and thank you for your time. And um, good luck. But hopefully, we'll see you at another another yeah, race. Another event. Yeah. 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 I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so much, ladies. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Canny Cross. We really hope that you've enjoyed it. But don't forget to hit subscribe so we can keep you up to date and let you know when the next episode comes out. Happy Canny Crossing. Yeah.